Over the past couple of months, I've definitely had conversations with people in the same way that you probably have, where some people haven't been maybe going out in public as much, and so they feel a little nervous that their kids don't know how to interact with adults, or they haven't practiced their good manners, their eye contact, their communication skills, things like that. Also, on the topic of manners, how often do you go out in public and you see people, adults, order things and they don't even use the word please, thank you. They're staring at their screen the whole time while they're ordering their food and they just flat out don't have manners. It's very frustrating and it's actually a great teachable moment if your kids are with you to say, did you just see what happened? please don't act like that. (laughs) Or here's why we need to act the opposite of that because A, it looks horrible. B, it shows disrespect. C, you're just a better human being for putting forth manners and being polite with people, right? We all know that. So today I just want to talk to you about six manners that I think we need to teach our children right now and make sure that Everybody is on the same page about it in our own families, and if we haven't visited this in a while, that we come back to it, and we we just make a point to say to our kids again, hey, these six things, we're going to make a priority in our family, and so let's, you know, take time to really look at them and see why they're important and why they matter, and I'm also going to give you a lot of great areas where you can just practice it in real life and it it just becomes normal and habit. So I hope that you walk away today with some great ideas for striking up more conversation in your family and getting everyone to just focus on being polite and using our good manners when we're out in public and at home. Come along friend, let's grow. You know those days where you just feel so overwhelmed and tired from all the busy and you just want to multiply the time you do have to create more time for intentional words and family dinners and quality time together? And do you just need to know that you really can keep your family close and your faith strong in today's world? Welcome to Families That Stick Together. Just step right over the random pile of clothes, turn right past the papers still out from last week's school project, maybe don't look at the sink, and make yourself at home, friend. I'm your host, Jennifer, wife to my high school sweetheart, mom of four, and creator of Together Moments, where we took our same worries and figured out the answer to slowing down, keeping family time a priority, and creating deep connection through solid communication, even among all the busy. The answer is to gather moments, and we want to come alongside your family as you lay your foundation. If you're ready for time to slow down, intentional moments to overflow, and all of this to feel easy in your real life, then welcome, friend, with your laundry, your running shoes, or your cup of coffee. I can't wait to spend my time with you. And now... My mom, who is currently hiding a box of Junior Mints in her office so she can eat them while she makes this podcast, Jennifer Zumbiel. I mentioned in the opening just looking at other people and using them as a guide for 
what we want for our families, what we don't want for our families. And I think often that's the best teacher for us as parents is looking at those who are doing things a certain way and evaluating if that's what we want for our family or not, right? And when we're raising our kids, when it's our first child and they're starting to work on communication skills and all that, I know that we pay most attention to it then because we see the other children around us and we think, okay, I definitely want my child to grow up to be like that or, ooh, I do not want that for my children. So with that being said, I'll start with number one. My big thing that I always teach my children and have since they were one going to the gym nursery or whatever was use eye contact. I think eye contact is so, so important and it's such an easy manner and a valuable manner for us to teach our children, especially in a world that is full of so many distractions with phones being the most, the the number one. But if we can make our children stand out in their ability to have really powerful eye contact, I think we're setting them up for so much success. And that sounds so silly, but I think our children will stand out for having superior eye contact. I notice that with my children's friends who come over all ages of my children's friends. And you notice that, right? You notice which children are giving you eye contact, whether it's in your own home or at a school thing you're volunteering for or at the the sports field, sports court. But eye contact, let's talk about that as number one with our children. And just that when when they approach somebody to talk to them or when that person approaches them, they immediately give them their eye contact, put down down the distraction, physically put down the phone, put it in their pocket, stop watching the screen, stop fidgeting with whatever they're doing and give their eye contact. We all know that that is super powerful for showing the other person that you care about what they're saying, that they matter to you, and that they're important and what they have to say is important. And also, it it also communicates that what you yourself has to say is important. To give someone your eye contact commands the same back from them. So as we're teaching our children this, you know, it naturally carries over to when we want to tell them to approach a teacher that they're having difficulty with or a a coach or a boss later on. Whatever comes up in the future for them needing to have their conversation respected and their words um, known to be important and that what they say matters no matter what their age is, if, if they can grab onto that eye contact and make it just a really strong piece of their communication skills, then we are setting them up for so much goodness later when they need that to work for them. Okay, so that's number one. And these are not in any order now, I, I think eye contact is probably the most important. So if I had to order these, I would do that. <laughs> but number two, what I'm talking about today is teaching our children to ask follow-up questions. So I think that this is a really important manner because it gives them so many good conversation skills. So if someone says, you know, hey, Anna, how are you doing today? Hi, Mr. So-and-so. I'm good. How's your day going? And give them the ability to know how to answer follow-up or ask follow-up questions. 
And this helps them know not to give a one word answer. How's your day? Fine. They don't do that. And then they're engaged in the conversation. They are automatically turning on their listening skills because they have to ask that and then know what comes next. But they also have to listen to that initial question so that they can follow it up. Again, this is setting our children up to have the ability to just be able to have these conversations later when more than how is your day going, more than that kind of conversation really matters. When they have to talk to a teacher about not having enough time on a test or they have to talk to their boss about not understanding their job and needing more help or that coach where they want to request more playing time and they want to prove that they've been working hard. Or just a relationship with a friend. That's an important thing too. Knowing how to work through conflict with a friend or not even just conflict, but digging deeper in a conversation and building that friendship or that relationship with a future girlfriend or boyfriend. So knowing the skill of follow-up questions is so good and so important. And of course, our Together products help with that. If you want any tool to work on all of these six manners that we're talking about here, you all, these stickers work so well. They're just natural. It's like us handing you a baton and saying, hey, go work on this. But you're kind of like disguising this at your dinner table where your kids won't even know you're trying to work on communication skills. It will just happen because As a reminder, every conversation sticker in the Together for Family Dinner and Date Night and Easter and Advent and all those is that they're all written so that you don't have just one-word answers. They're written to dig deeper and to make meaningful conversation happen. And when you set it up so that everyone peels a sticker and talks, you are automatically setting up at your kitchen table that everyone has to have eye contact and answer follow-up questions and not interrupt each other and just set this up so well. So follow-up questions is huge. Number three, teach your children to use adults' names. And then, of course, children's names as well. But when a child uses my name, thank you, Mrs. Zumbiel, or hi, Mrs. Zumbiel, how you doing? It tells me so much about that child and automatically just makes me want to talk back to them and want to get to know them better. And I like them being around my children because I know that they're teaching them good manners and being a good influence. So when we teach our children to use adults' names in particular, It makes them practice that where that's just going to become so natural for them as they grow up. And it's a good skill to remember people's names. How often do you go to a party and you you and your husband are driving and you're like, oh gosh, what's that person's husband's name? What's his wife's name? You know, trying to figure it all out. And the more we use names, it commits it to memory. So a good skill for sure for our kids to have in their manners. Number Four, to kind of piggyback the use their name and why that's important. I would say that smiling when we talk is so huge. It makes us appear very pleasant, warm, welcoming, open, inviting. So many good adjectives there when we put on our smile. This is something where, you know, when you're teaching your children, say, hi, Mrs. Fill in the blank. How are you doing? And you smile. It automatically invites that person in to want to talk back to you. Again, a manner, a skill, whatever you want to say it is, that cannot be 
forgotten for how valuable it is to teach our children. You know, you don't want your child to enter a social setting or uh, any kind of situation where they might be perceived as being rude or being mean or being angry or whatever. And wearing that smile communicates so much for them and such a good way to teach our children to be aware of their body language and what they're conveying to people, whether they mean to or not. All right, number five, a manner that I think we can teach our children right now or go back to, and we can definitely practice in our home very regularly, is not to interrupt each other. This helps our children and ourselves with so many good things. I think one thing that is a communication skill that's often not talked about or like told to our children too much is the idea of not thinking ahead about what we want to say before the person finishes speaking. You know what I'm talking about when you're having a conversation. And a lot of times I think the best example is this for this would be if you're in a conflict argument and you're already thinking of what you want your rebuttal to be. And the next person hasn't even finished talking and you say your thing when really, if you had listened, you probably could have said something totally different, right? There's a saying that I've had on my Instagram page before. It says, the greatest communication problem is you don't listen to understand, you listen to reply. Isn't that such a great quote to say, to bring up? If you want to talk about this skill, just bring up that quote. Say, hey, what do you think this means? How can we be better at this? What kind of problems do you think that leads to? What good things happen if we do it the right way, if we listen to understand and we don't listen just to reply? When we want to bring that up, we need to, of course, practice that as a parent, which isn't always easy. We make mistakes. And when we're talking about this, I think we tell our children, hey, I'm not an expert at this. I know what works and I know I don't do it all the time. And I will try to be better also, just like you are going to try to be better. But the don't interrupt thing helps in every other area, right? So when they are in a, a setting with an adult, at their when they're learning the right way to be a teammate when they're learning how to follow rules in a classroom. And all these things go back to just that communication skill of listening and giving people our respect and letting them know that they're important and they matter and what they have to say is valuable. Again, it's what we hope to model so that people model that back to us as well because we set a good good example and then the conversation follows suit, right? So I won't interrupt you. You won't interrupt me. It's understood if we set that as a boundary because we're doing a really good job listening to that person as well. And the last thing I would say here about a really good manner to teach our children right now is one that we have learned from the beginning of when when any of us could talk, I'm sure. And I think it's always, always good to revisit, no matter your age, all the way up to adults, is using the words please and thank you. Oh my goodness, I can't tell you how many 
times I, I sit in a restaurant or, you know, behind somebody standing in line waiting for them to order their food and they just say, I'd like a burrito bowl. I'm going to have a chicken sandwich. You can tell which places I go to. And they don't say please. And the person hands it out to them and they're in the middle of talking to whoever they're with and they don't say thank you. I mean, these are just two common things we cannot omit from when we are having a discuss- discussion at home about what manners we use. And I think it's okay to still correct our children all the way and say a nicer way to say that would be this. Please and thank you. And with that being said, you know, also say you're welcome instead of when someone hands you something, you say thank you and they say, "Uh uh-huh. This is always a good example to those around us, right? Because then we are continuing this. In a world full of so many distractions and immediate gratification and a culture that thinks it's me, 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 so self-absorbed, Please and thank you have really taken a back seat, I think, in so many families and what they teach. And and they are so accepting of it. They don't even care anymore. I watch when you go out this week, watch. Notice where there's a point where there's a family and the kids or the adults don't use please or thank you and no one corrects them. The family doesn't even see it as a wrong thing. I see it as a big problem. I just think, you know, if we expect people in our culture to give each other respect, then we have to model it and we have to have these very basic standards. I think that that is just human awareness and really good values and morals simply to say the words please and thank you. All right, so just like anything that we want to become better at, we have to practice, which hopefully you caught the Together Armor episode last week, and we talked about just practicing anything we want to strengthen in our family. And obviously, practicing anything makes it more of a natural habit for us. So where can you practice all these things pretty easily in your day-to-day? I already mentioned a couple when we were talking about the six, but a few more I would add here is have your children make phone calls, especially instead of text. Anytime they can be physically on a phone, talking to people, calling their friends to invite them over, maybe making a reservation at a uh, restaurant for dinner. If they have a question for a store, how late are you open? When is this event taking place there? Any of those things, when you can get your child physically on the phone to make those conversations happen, do it. I know it can be easier for all of us to just text the mom and say, can you know, so-and-so play with Julia today, or Julia was wanting to have her over. And I do that. There are certainly times where that's just the easiest, but do take some time to make the opportunity for them to make these physical phone calls because it just becomes a skill that they don't have. Our children live in this world of technology where you just text message things and they lose that phone skill and they will have to have that. So, you know, have them call their friend. Hi, Mrs. Zombiel. This is Anna calling. May I please speak with Megan? And they get to use that and you can tell them, hey, smile while you're talking because the person on the other end of the phone can hear your smile through your words. I think that's always an important thing to to teach them. And for the other examples I gave, here's one that happened in our family a couple weeks ago. My kids wanted to go to a restaurant. I said, I don't know. It's on a Friday night. I'm sure that place is crazy packed. And my oldest really wanted to go. So I said to her, you call then. Call the place. 
find out the number, call them, ask them if they do call ahead seating, figure it all out. And so she did and she came back and said, we have a reservation at this time and we can all make it. So, you know, let them prove to you that they have good communication skills and they have a reason to keep practicing. Another place where we can always have our children practice their manners is ordering at restaurants. Just simply don't order the food for them. Make them figure it out. Make them practice how to order. You know, of course, remind them, use eye contact, be pleasant, say please, say thank you, and tell them exactly what you want. I I remember a um, friend of mine one of their children was, I was in a conversation with them. They were saying how they go to a local restaurant with their friends and their friends have no clue how to order food by themselves. So this child would actually order for their friends. And I was shocked and they said, nope, it's true. I order for them every time because they have no clue how to do it. I mean, how sad is that? It's a basic skill. All we have to do is force our children to do it, (laughs) make them, you're the parent, tell them they have to order and start becoming comfortable with it. Especially if they're a shy child, this is a non-intimidating situation where you're right there with them. You can coach them through what they're doing and they can do it themselves. And if they are uncomfortable, well, make them do it anyway. Have them stretch out of their comfort zone or they will always be uncomfortable with that. And ordering at restaurants is something we can teach our children from the time they can talk. They can do that themselves, even if they don't get it right and you have to replay what they said and tell the server what they actually need. That's fine, but let them get comfortable with that. Another place to practice is when they get out of the car and they're walking into school or walking into practice, constantly remind them that they must use eye contact, greet people, and use their name when they enter a situation. What about at a store checkout? Do you buy the thing for your child? Do you take an opportunity for them to go out up and interact with the cashier at the store? Let them do it. Just step away, watch them, give them a little freedom to do it themselves. Again, remind them you have to use eye contact, say please and thank you, and just put them in these constant situations where they get to practice and you don't do it for them. When they have a conversation that they really want to have with their coach or their teacher, role play it at home. That's such a great way to practice. We have done that so many times over the years where we help our children choose their words wisely, tell them what to do if teacher or coach comes back with this answer, how to reply back, what if they do this one, kind of like choose your own adventure books. Do you remember those? I always loved those when I was a kid. But Practice these things as a role play. Even do that with a conversation they want to have with a friend and make them see that conversations are to be well thought out and rehearsed sometimes because they're that important to get right the first time you have them so that you don't have regrets about what you want to say and that you also know how it sounds when it comes out because a lot of times when we we role play, it sounds very differently than what's in our head and we're like, "Eh, maybe I shouldn't say it that way. Or you start role-playing and you realize that maybe that situation wasn't as important as you thought it was or, you know, and you step back if it's a conflict sort of thing and you realize you don't want to have it or it opens up all these other avenues, you get advice about how to approach it, things like that. 
or the little ones, a good place for you to help them practice communication skills is going into the gym nursery. That is one of my earliest memories, I would say, of teaching my children the importance of positive communication. And every time we would walk into that gym, gym nursery with my you know, new walker, new talker, I would kneel down next to them and say, tell Miss Susie good morning, look in her eyes and tell her thank you. And they would do that. And we weren't allowed to leave the gym nursery until they looked in their eyes and said, thank you, Miss Susie, whatever their name is. Again, you're teaching them all those things right on top of each other. The last quick example I think we can take advantage of or encouraging these things in ourselves and our children and being good role models of all these skills we want to practice is when we pass our neighbors outside. It's a quick conversation typically, and it lets us have a really um, spontaneous engagement where we can use all those skills. Anytime we have those with our kids in the day-to-day, let's try to take more advantage of it. Even when it may, yes, be easier to do it ourselves, let's consciously think, all right, I'm going to be a little more intentional with this one and have my child do it instead of me doing it for them. And again, this works for the two-year-old all the way up to the 22-year-old, everybody in between for the adults to just keep practicing and reinforcing and revisiting these scenarios that we maybe forget or where we haven't been in situations to always remember to do them. So to recap, those six manners that we want all of our well-mannered children to have are number one, eye contact, two, using follow-up questions, three, using people's names, four, be sure to use your smile, five, don't interrupt, and six, do not forget to always say please and Thank you. As Proverbs chapter 22, verse 6 says, train up a child in the way he should go. Even when he is old, he will not depart from it. There are so many reasons you and I both want to make sure we are raising well-mannered children who are really polite and keep these skills really strong. And one of those is because we know how valuable a foundation of strong communication really is. And that's why I sit here today. If I had not wanted a solution for our very busy family traveling down that road where I just saw, oh my goodness, we're going to get so crazy into our schedule. It's going to take away all our time from one another. I don't want our communication to fail. I want a way for us to keep practicing this and keep knowing that we are laying that foundation with these intentional moments of getting to know one, one another and just being strong in guiding each other and listening to one another and knowing who we are. And so I say this because the number one way I think all of our families can work on these manners and communication skills is just putting this into daily habits in our family. And when you use the Together products, the family dinner game, the date night, the note cards, the placemats, whatever works best for your family, you are bringing this in a non-threatening way that just 
makes communication so easy and it shows your family, hey, we value this and we want to keep working on this over and over and over. I don't want to keep playing highs and lows at dinner every night. And I don't want to keep saying, how was your day? And here you say fine. And I don't want to talk about chores all the time. And, you know, I, I don't want to just be ships passing in the night and not know what is really at the heart of each other and what we care about. So, Bring these stickers to your family. If you have not tried any of these products or the note cards, the lunch bag stickers, bring them home. See what they will do for you guys to just have this natural habit of strong communication and strong manners within your family that really is like you totally outsourcing this whole idea for your family. It's awesome and they are priced so well and you get 105 stickers in each game book and the note cards you get 20 different ones that you can leave for your child to just let them know they matter and that you care about communicating with them go to togethermoments.com and order anything that works for your family that you or that you want to gift to someone that you know would bless their family as well and i will ship it to you straight from kentucky Thank you for sitting here with us today. I hope that this helps you create more intentional moments to keep growing your family and your faith even stronger. If you love what you're gathering through these episodes, please screenshot, tag us, share with friends, and leave a review. It is the best compliment you can give us. It is so encouraging, and together we can help grow stronger families. Be sure to follow us at Together Moments on Instagram and Facebook. Leave us a DM. Check out all our incredible games and tools and your free family resources at togethermoments.com. As always, Take time to gather, together to grow, and speak the words that matter.